0: The following has been paid for by the Rage You Nerds.
1: Oh,
0: welcome to Rage You Nerds. I am Mr. Keck, joined by Jared, my brother, joined by Travis, our TJ, and, and we are Rage You nerds, and we're here to rage nerds. You know, it's kind of—I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's, the concept is pretty simple. We I are
2: to rage.
0: We have we have nerdy tendencies, and then we get fired up and passionate about stuff. You know, raging can be good or bad, or uh, I've never seen indifferent rage, but I could probably muster yeah. up some if needed.
1: It's usually what I do.
2: Yeah, <laughs> two in <a> different rage. <laughs> He's the quiet rage. He's the heck is like
1: Rawr,
2: and I'm like This Rawr. really Jesus makes like, me well, upset. You know, if you look at it from both sides. <laughs> I see both of your points, but here's what I think and I'm not going to be mad about it at all.
0: Oh, let's see.
2: So, so tonight we're going to
0: discuss Tales from the Crypt Demon Night or I guess Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Night. Uh, we also have some nerdy headlines to cover. So my question to you boys that I meant to ask before this started was, do you want to do the movie first and then nerdy stuff? Or the I guess the nerd variety or n- nerd variety first,
2: then movie? What do you think, TJ?
1: I don't know. I kind of like doing the movie stuff first like we did last week. I right. So let's do the movie Shit. stuff first. Because right. some of the nerd variety we can, like, you know push it back or whatever if nothing new happens.
0: Cut it for time, just like you know, we do for Matt Damon yeah. all the time. All right. Yep. <laughs> well then let's 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 get to it. Let's get to it. So we're gonna do the tail of the let's tape. Let's go so, here boys. So I haven't updated I forgot to update the, the, the nerding out. Dang it, but I've got all the rest of the stuff. Shoot. So I'm ready to go. So we'll do the tail of the tape. Here we go. Let's see
2: maybe a little bit louder there we go tale of the tape brought to you tonight by amazon.com <laughs> uh tale of the tape so
0: tales from the crypt presents demon Night was released january 13th 1995 a day before my birthday that year uh director ernest dickerson distributor Crypt Keeper productions stars billy zane william sadler technically i don't know if we should consider jada pinkett but now she is big enough that i guess if in, in hindsight jada pinkett uh brenda bachy cch pounder and thomas hayden church who was still living off that wings fame by this point runtime <laughs> 92 minutes budget 12 million box office 21.1 million making it the most successful tales from the crypt movie uh awards billy zane for weirdest dick symbolism not an actual award, but is what I'm giving to him. Rotten Tomatoes, 38%. That's a new oh, record boom. for our Rotten Tomato uh, rating.
1: Well, Rotten Tomatoes is never right. <laughs>
0: Google users, 93%. And I think that might Better. be a new record for our Google user ratings, too.
2: Uh, and then International Movie Database has it as a 6.7 out of 10. That's fair. I'm going to tell them why they're wrong.
1: Yeah, it should be like an 8.9 out of 10.
2: Yeah, at least an 8.9. Whoa, we changed everything up. I'm in in a different spot now. That's okay. Um, I just wasn't prepared. (laughs) So, uh, before we get started on this, uh, let me just start by saying that TJ and I, we didn't go see this movie in theaters, but as soon as it was available back in the day on the VHS thing, which is like a a tape, (laughs) Kind of thing you put in what's called a VCR, and sometimes you have to adjust what's called the tracking. Anyways, we uh, <laughs> this was this was our movie. This was you know, we were big Tales from the Crypt guys, just like you know, I, I was always a big Tales from the Crypt. And this is by after the, they got off of HBO and USA or NBC Universal started rebroadcasting them late on Saturday nights, which is <laughs> oddly next to TJ, how I started loving Friday the 13th movies, because on Friday the 13th, they were like, Jason Marathon on USA, and they quit doing that, but I own them all now, so it's okay. (laughs) Demon. (laughs) So I was always kind of a fan before this movie of Tales from the Crypt, and I think TJ kind of was too. We'd seen some of those episodes on USA, and this, a lot of people don't know this too but uh tj's sister worked at a at a movie place and back in the day when you could go and rent things you actually walked in and there was a physical person there and you you took a physical thing up to the counter and you handed it to them and they would hand you a movie in return and you got to do it for like three days and uh that's kind of what I – I think part of the reason I love this movie so much is because I got to it at such a young age and didn't understand a whole lot of it. And now that I've seen it so many more times, because it is good, uh, since then it's like you learn something kind of new everything you know, every time you watch it. TJ, what do you think about this? I mean because me and TJ go back. For those of you who don't know, me and TJ <laughs> have been friends for 204 to three years.
1: Yeah, Depressive. seems like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, seems like that, it. There's no, that it is. different rage. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is definitely. Is it's one of those movies that like I can watch it and not really like I can watch it and enjoy it, and then not watch it for ten, fifteen years, or however long it's been since the last time I watched it, and then watch it again and still love it and enjoy it just as much as the first time I watched it. That's hard to do in yes. today's like movie. Like and it's just I don't know I is it's it's, there's so many like quotable (laughs) one-liners in this movie and we did (laughs) and I mean it's just it's just it's so enjoyable I mean it's just a good movie like I mean you may not like the actors you may not like the acting you may not like the special effects but like the story is there it's a good movie.
2: It's one of those, and and I said this before we came on tonight, it's one of those where, <clears throat> excuse me, it's overall great. It's got every element of a movie that you can just cram in there. It's got a little bit of a love story. It's got a little bit of good versus evil. It's got a little bit of a sexual thing. It's got a little bit of this and that, and it's just all kind of thrown into one, and you would never think of that in that, like a Tales from the Crypt movie. This is one of it has to be one of the most underrated movies of all time, and um, with that <laughs> – uh, and my notes are a little different. I made a lot of notes this week, again, because I love this movie so much. Uh, <laughs> how do you guys want to do this? Should I go down my notes, and we? I'll read kind of a thing. We unpack it. And each of us kind of like we've been doing Or do we want to go note for note for note Like I'll read one TJ you kind of go Because I've got more than anybody because I'm a nerd
1: (laughs) Well you know what Since you have more than anybody like Most of mine is kind of like Shorthand just kind of like Questions Observations Thoughts do you want um, to go so ahead and, roll go through ahead through
0: ahead yours and first? okay, all right. No, yeah, you I, go ahead and go like, through yours. I like the unpacking then, process. So I'm an unpacker. I'm okay. an unpacker. Yeah. <laughs> and then back. like I'll let's chime
1: run. in with mine at certain spots. Like if it if something that you unpack coincide. yeah coincides with something of mine, then I'll chime in with it.
2: Very well. Let's get to it. Unless Mr. Cack, by the way, we totally left you out of all this. Oh uh, yeah. Would you like to add anything? Say anything? <laughs> oh, so just
0: right quick, here's the first piece of trivia i'll give you on this movie this movie was not originally supposed to be a tales from the crypt movie it doesn't have the morality play uh that most tales from the crypt has uh i don't know if anyone noticed that or cared um but usually tales from the crypt usually sets up something that there's some kind of lesson even though you learn it through pretty gruesome means by the end of the episode someone gets comeuppets uh that's not necessarily what this is about this was actually a film that had been in development hell for a couple of years before tells from the crypt got a hold of it and was like, "Yeah, we'll do that.
2: <laughs> we'll Wait produce it. We can do that."
1: We'll yeah, you, it. you know, and I'll I'll start with one of my uh, notes and or thoughts observations is, you know, this movie it could have been a trilogy or more. It could have I had mean, a series it, of movies.
2: We're gonna unpack that.
0: Uh, And then last thing before we we transition to Jared running through his thing is that January 13th, 1995, that was actually uh, very intentional. January, not a big date to release movies. Um, But they wanted to do it on a Friday the 13th because that is what Tales from the Crypt wanted their movie's uh, release date to be either Halloween or a Friday the 13th. They wanted it to be, we're spooky, we want to do it on a spooky themed day. So there you go. Unfortunately, and, and this is the, unfortunately yeah, this was really the only two. movie where it happened. They actually made three. They did make a trilogy, uh, but everyone forgets or ignores the fact that a third movie came after Bordello of Blood.
1: Well, it was a straight-to-video yeah. release. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't uh, – like that, I didn't even – when I watched it, I didn't even realize it was Tales from the Crypt. That's because fair. I think even on like the movie poster or like the, the box or whatever, you know, the DVD case, like Tales from the Crypt is so small. I, I don't, don't even think was. I don't think they
0: wanted to hype it up all that much. Yeah,
1: the movie it's was like called that. Ritual, and it was not good.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like that last Indiana Jones movie that they may or may not have made after Temple of do- or not uh, Temple of Doom, but uh, you know, uh, there's only three uh, movies,
1: about. dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's
2: a good point. Three. Yeah, there was only three. Never mind. Anyways, all right, Jared, shall we? Get your notes
0: and let's do some packing or unpacking or whatever, whatever the hell we're doing. Just
2: pack it up and unpack it. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we already discussed made by NBC Universal. I really liked the revamp of the intro music in the intro itself. So uh, I, one of the things, if you watch the series on HBO, the intro was really rushed. The music wasn't as fine tuned with having seen and that, that could have been an edit oh. for for TV. Ah, uh, because I didn't, you know, I never watched them on HBO. I only watched them on USA. So a lot of the stuff was edited. They didn't say, you know, f words or had boobies. Anyways, uh, but that's uh, the that's one of the first thing that I noticed was I was like, wow, they really slowed this down, took their time with it, really let you hear all the instrumentation in what's going on with the intro because the music is killer. I mean, right? We did, we we love the tales from the crypt music.
1: I, I actually it. made, yeah, it's it's it's. Honestly, one of the greatest intros to any TV show ever made. Agreed. Like nowadays, TV shows don't even have intros. They just have, you know, a quick like three second thing. And it just tells you the title of the show. But this, I mean, is just, I mean, epic. It just, it gets you hyped for how does, scary this is supposed to be. You know, and you
2: know what to, to the, to the, it's part of my first, first point. Cause this was all kind of, again, I do shorthand. So the, the first thing is, like, you get the scary intro. You know, you, it's, it's like the intro to a Metallica concert. When, when you hear Ecstasy of Gold, you're like, oh, here we go. And then you don't know what's going to happen next, but you know it's going to be awesome. Tales from the Crypt, you have that super spooky intro with the haunted house and the camera going down the stairs and weaving down, down to the dungeon. But you know the very next thing is going to be John Casser and the Crypt Keeper doing something funny. And gross and stupid, and getting you into the episode. And this one didn't let down with that. I don't think anybody expected it to be bad, hmm. but you you see it. and It's kind of like they they set it up good because I like how they did it because never before did because it was a, a series they didn't do anything series related. It was John, you know, the cryptkeeper coming in, making his stupid puns, which are awesome. Well, this one, they set it up different. It was like the start of the movie, and you're like, okay, cool. Here's the movie. And if, with the first time you watch it, and spoiler alert, <laughs> if you haven't seen this by now, go freaking watch it. Seriously. Jeez. Enough yeah. spoiler alerts with 1995 stuff. So – but I like this because it's like – it's their first movie, not counting the one they did back in the early 80s with the Crypt Keeper who was like – who looked like the guy, the emperor from Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's a, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Tales from the Crypt original, <laughs> yeah. which is where this came from. Anyways, uh, so you, you it you know, he, Tales from the Crypt, he pops out of the coffin and you're immediately subjected to a movie scene. So you think, okay, cool, we're watching the movie. And then, of course, the Crypt Keeper comes in, he's like, cut, 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 cut. And then you see it's all kind of an acting thing. And you're kind of like, okay, that was, that was a neat setup. And then he goes into the process of, Telling the story and what the story is about, like it always is. Uh, so <clears throat> I like how they kept the traditional thing of that going, but I like how they also made it. The opening is a movie because this is a movie and not just a thirty-minute episode. Um, so that was cool to me. Uh, uh, so if right anybody quick, wants to unpack that, yeah? Right, quick
0: theme. The theme. The theme song that we talked about. That's iconic. That. The intro used to scare me as a kid, like the suspense like that I was like, man, I know he's going to scream. He does it every time. But like you, I would start like because when when this was airing, I was a younger child. And I was like, oh, no, yeah. no, like they're going down the steps. Don't go down the steps. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. But who composed
2: the, theme song? the skeleton
0: guy?
2: What's that? Who composed the, the uh, intro music? That was um. Uh, it wasn't Elfman, was it? Danny Mother Truckin' yeah, Elfman. That's right, and that's Elfman. why that's why it's amazing. That's why it's amazing. That you can tell with the random xylophone. <laughs> da, 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 ding ding ding. Oh, oh, that's Elfman. That's Elfman. I know it. <laughs> All right. Second second thing here. We we discussed this again off camera before the show. Uh, the opening scene when we get into the score when we get into the movie. Which is has a song um, by Filter on it, which is how I always remember that song. Um, which is the same chords as a, a Godsmack song too. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what it leaves it, yeah, it is. I, Did I have, have I not showed? Okay, I, I, I sort of said I swore I played this for you before. <laughs>
1: They're all the same four chords. Jared. They're all
2: the same. It's a drop D. Anyways, so the opening <laughs> scene leaves a vague but awesome kind of foreshadow. You d- <clears throat> excuse me. You don't really know what's going on. There's a guy driving down the highway. No. He runs out of gas. He pulls over. He rolls his window down and starts shooting at another guy following. And then he walks off and there's lightning somewhere. You know, after the car crash. You know, the car crash. You don't know what's going on. But it's kind of like, okay, I, uh, all right, I'm interested. Let's see where this goes. <clears throat> but, and you see it later on in the film, Bill Sadler... And Billy Zane, they play off each other so well. And they're not in just a whole lot of scenes together, but the ones that they are, they, they, they really work well together. It really made the movie... One of the things I really like about this movie is, like, if you think about the overall theme, demons taking over the world, and eternal darkness, that's pretty scary. That's deep. They had a way of kind of bringing a comedic element into it to just kind of remind you, hey, it's just a flick. It's just a flick. We're just having fun. Hope you enjoy this. So I really like that about them. Um, One of the big first things that you notice, and um, some people call it foreshadowing, some people call it axe grinding. So when Breaker, Bill Sadler's character, shows up to the hotel, he's kind of, after he meets Uncle Willie, and he's like, yeah, you can stay in this hotel over here. And they go to the hotel, and he goes in, and everybody's there, and they're like, okay, whatever, I'm going to sit down. Well, the moment that Jarlene, Jada Pinkett's character, walks into the room, they have this cross. They they have this look at each other, like they know there's something about the other person, and that kind of translates when she takes him up to his room. She seems very intuitive at that point, you know, like there's more to him than you know. At that point, for all we know, though, he could have been a bank robber, you know. And um, so, but but I again, having seen the movie so many times, and you know what plays out at the end of it. It's neat to look at that and say, ah, from the, very, from the word go, when he sees her, he's like, she's the one. She's the one that's going to take over all this after everybody else dies, including me, tonight. So I thought that was really cool uh, to have that kind of uh, – that moment there. And if, 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 for the first time, if you've watched it, you don't know what that moment is. But after you've seen it, you're like, ha, 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 yes. He has that moment where he's like, okay, she's the one that we need to protect.
1: Wow, you really did like scene study on this.
0: <laughs> and tonight is Demon Night, brought to you by Jared. <laughs> I told you I had notes <laughs> with additional commentary so, by Travis and keck
1: <laughs> So, so yeah, kind of touching on the opening song is one of the things I said. Is this, um, this movie has a good soundtrack. Uh, you know, Hey Man not shot by filter. Um, <laughs> think it was Cemetery Gates by Pantera yep. during the uh, My Nipples Are Burning mm-hmm. or My <laughs> Nipples Are Smoking scene. It was. <laughs> um, you know, it's just it's good music, you know. It's just good music. Um, you know, picking up on the uh, William Sadler and Jada and Smith or Jada Pinkett or whatever her name was or is, yeah, I don't know.
0: Jada, Jada Pinkett at that <laughs> point. Geraldine, Jada, Geraldine, yes, in the
2: movie, but Jada Pinkett the at that
1: point.
2: Geraldine,
1: yeah, or like Jella I didn't, as
2: we used to call her.
1: Yeah, I don't know um, why, but we just yeah. Didn't. You know, it's you know when you go back and you think about it and you actually, because I watched the movie last night and I watched it again tonight, <laughs> just because I started making notes last night. And then I stopped about, I don't know, 15 minutes into the movie and I just kept watching. And then tonight I was like, I better make some notes. And then I stopped <laughs> Fair. and kept watching. It's just a good movie. Yep. But, yeah. you know, thinking about it, it's like, yeah, you know, I didn't, I, don't, I didn't tune in so much on that aspect of it. But when you think about it after the fact, yeah, it does seem like there is a foreshadowing going on.
0: And at this point, because let me let me pull it up right quick. Uh, I don't think because like in hindsight, looking at this, it's really easy to say, OK, of course, it's going to be Jada Pinkett. She's, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith. By this point, she had been in Menace to, Soci- Menace to Society and that was it. <laughs> after after this is when she kind of makes her run. She's in the Nutty Professor, Scream Two, eventually she marries the Nutty
2: Professor, wasn't she? Yep.
0: Eventually marries Will Smith after that point. Uh and then uh gets even more, you know, blown up in in Hollywood. So by this point, Jada Pinkett Smith was definitely not the biggest star. Uh well on the you screen.
1: know there weren't really any big stars in this movie.
2: You had guys that were at, that were, uh, and I get into this uh, later, but um, you had guys that were that had acted for a long time, but never had a breakout role, and then you had a bunch of new people. Now, Bill at the time, Bill Sadler was, he wasn't a spring chicken by any means, but he had been he'd been acting for a while. Um, uh, gosh, her name escapes me. Uh, the uh, the hotel owner, CCH Pounder, uh, yes, yeah, CCH Pounder. Um, you know, she'd been in a bunch of stuff and she's still in a bunch of stuff. You know, she was in End of Days with Schwarzenegger and Kevin Pollack. Have um, you ever
1: watch Warehouse 13? She's in
2: Warehouse 13 and she is absolutely excellent in Warehouse 13. Yeah. Love that's one, 13.
1: one of the things is, you know, with, uh, with the fact that there's not a whole lot of big name actors in this movie, I mean, it really is an excellent cast that they got. You know, I don't think anybody could be, you know, Roach. It's gotta be... No,
2: Thomas Hayden Church is Roach. And I want to get him on Cameo so I can send both of you a happy birthday card or Merry Christmas <laughs> card from – and I want him to do it as Roach on Cameo. If you don't know what Cameo is, kids, Google it. Um, So, ready for next note?
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, but like right quick, I didn't realize Thomas Hayden Church and Billy Zane were both
1: in Tombstone together. You know what? I didn't realize he had such a baby face when he was younger. <laughs> I was watching that and it kept showing his face and I'm like, Wow, this kid. And I'm like, kid, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I Jeez. I I think the I think the actor selection there, because I mean, what, you have the old guy from Gremlins? So, like, Mm -hmm. Dick Miller, like, is Dick Miller going to be the one that is, uh, the the one to survive this? It's like, no, like, so who survives? Like, that, that, it actually made it pretty interesting, because usually casting choices can really ruin, uh, the suspense, because you're like, okay, the biggest actor or actress is going to be the one that makes it out of life, uh, but the biggest actor, the biggest actor was Billy Zane, I would argue. Yeah,
1: And even, and even he
0: wasn't, like, this was still two years before Titanic, uh this was still before his um gosh phantom. His phantom role. No, I
1: was gonna say, say, was this before or after Phantom? This was before um, Phantom. So I mean, Tom- I actually this is one of my Tombstone notes. Of
0: 93. Is, Tombstone ninety three.
1: Tombstone ninety three. This is one of my notes is that Billy Zane's performance in this movie is probably the best of anything I've ever seen him in.
0: I want him to be a villain in everything and I just want it to be this character.
1: I, I want him to be Lex Luthor as this character. Uh, that would be I, awesome.
2: Somebody write Zack Snyder a message. Oh,
0: the, 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 <laughs> the, I'll, I'll wait because I know you're gonna get there. I'll, I'll wait, Jared. Continue. But like Billy Zane, Proceed. there's so much I have. Like there's so much I love about Billy Zane. There's so many good Billy Zane moments.
2: There really is, and you know, and he's he's one of those too. And you can tell it when they act. He's a classically trained actor, which means he can pull off. Pretty much any role. The only thing is, I think he gets typecast sometimes because he's so soft-spoken. He can still be a bad guy, but he's so soft-spoken. Um, it's hard to feel his um, his angry moments sometimes. Like it, it's it's almost theatrical, comical. You know, like even in Titanic, when he slaps Rose, I'm probably one of the only people. God help me. When he slaps Rose in Titanic, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what a what a sissy slap that was, you know. It just, I, and th- that's what I get. Like he, he 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 can be a bad guy, but it's like, it's Billy Zane, man. You're just like, yeah, Billy. You know, and he, he plays a good prick. He just does a good prick well, but he does it in a funny way, um, and that may be just his natural ability. The like the the way he acts, you know. And certain like we go back to Will Ferrell sometimes. He just can't help himself anyways, next point. This is where we start to go. We don't go off the rails here, but again, I shorthand things, and this is the next thing that came up. <clears throat> Every good horror movie has to have a good slut slash whore. Cordelia, Cordelia is ours for this uh, for this one, and she does it well. Uh, you, you don't get a lot of – I didn't get a lot of the innuendo when I watched this as a younger chap mm-hmm. um, because I just didn't understand what was going on
1: uh one scene comes to mind is the the
2: get the pussy off the table get the
1: pussy off the table she jumps off
2: she jumps off the table and as 13 year olds we were like "Uh, what (laughs) (laughs) so i did make a note though now tj and if you've been doing your IMBDing out there uh cordelia is played by brenda is it is it back Bake? Back? It's either Brenda. Back or Bucky. Uh, Brenda. She's played by Brenda. Batch, yeah. Could be Batch. Uh, But also, TJ, if you didn't know this, I'm about to wow your world. She is the same actress that plays Michelle Huddleston in Hot Shots Part Deux. Deux. That blew my mind. I did not know that. No freaking way. Because yes freaking way, I had to look it up. (laughs) Well, you, you were correct. You did blow his mind. I blew his mind. And if you were in Tales from the Crypt Board, uh, Demon Knight, then Cordelia may have blown you right, for the, the right p- price, Get the of pussy course. off the table. Get the pussy off the table. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> now that scene... <seemed laughs> I I I like how you kind of, there's like, there's... And you get it in the intro. It's like, where well, we got some boobies and, yeah. you know, and then it's kind of like, oh, well, we got to have a whore in the hotel, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, and they even gave her a good backstory with like, she's... The horror of the hotel, but Wally kinda likes her and she kinda likes Wally, but she doesn't want to, you know she doesn't want to get romantically involved because she's a hooker. Yeah. So anyways, I just I, I don't having having looked back on it, no one said and TJ's still googling if it's the same person.
1: No, <laughs> I may just,
2: have found uh, pictures that he'll never return from. That's that's, no, that's it's fine. just, I, just send to me,
1: buddy. I was just I was looking it up because I was like, There's no way.
2: <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's her. There's a way. There's a way. If, if I didn't notice that. B-A-K-K-E.
1: How is that pronounced? Let's B-A-K-K-E. look it up. B-A-K-E. Back. 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 B-A-K. Okay. Back. Bake.
2: Yeah, Bake. I mean like uh, Brenda. Brenda. Yeah.
0: Cordelia. Brenda. <laughs> Cordelia. Cordelia.
2: Poor Cordelia. All right. Next point. And this one was short and sweet. And we've already kind of discussed this. I think this movie is just an overall great story about a battle between good and evil, Ooh. Ash versus Evil Dead. You oh, know, yeah, one of it's those. Got, it's got kind a lot of, of, of. A lot of. There, there's, and, and there's no lines. It's kind of like here's the good side, here's the bad side. Now the characters have to choose which one they want to go with. Well, and they give you, but, and they give you characters
0: that are very flawed, right? Like there's, yes before, yes. before you get deeper into the movie, there's only a handful of characters and one of them's a kid. So that just kind of, of course, is always the easy out and they chose to go a different route <laughs> by the end of all this. <laughs> but like you had, you had a prostitute, you had a postal worker, which in the nineties, as you find out later in the movie, it was a terrifying a disgruntled,
1: thing. <laughs> a disgruntled <laughs> former post war.
0: Yeah, you had you had a breaker who you know was not you know not no angel himself, even though he was the demon knight. Uh, you had Jerry Lynn who was a criminal when I mean, she was there. Yep, on her release. So I mean, like you had all these very flawed characters, uh, and I think that helps when you're telling a story of good versus evil because now you understand like okay they're human. And some of these are maybe not as good of human as I per, as I believe myself to be. Uh, so, like, I could see them faltering, right? Like, and Roach is the easiest one. And the fact that yeah, the fact that Roach made it as like long as he did is still blows my mind. Uh, is probably just a
1: credit to Thomas Anderson. An actor. his death was so satisfying, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was very. But
2: it was, yes. All right. So, uh, T.J., anything you want to say before I get to? Um... Uh, the next one, the next note, excuse me. Uh, nah. Okay. (laughs) So the reveal of the demons scene is pretty cool. Uh, where he cuts his hand and he's throwing, you know, perk plus all over the ground. I think it was the stuff
1: from inside of, uh, instead of glow sticks. Correct. Yeah. It's actually what they used.
2: Uh, one of the, the note that I made, Good, and I kind of alluded on this earlier, but there's a lot of good humor by Billy Zane. It's almost it almost makes his e- his evil character more likable and human. And I think that is intentional too, because they want you to like the movie too. but the whole part of the story of evil and the devil and trying to get you to come over here come to my side, young, you know, morally reprehensive person who hasn't made a decision on stuff. You know, is is of trickery and of um, I'm I'm more human. It's not there. There's no they don't present themselves with a deityistic kind of background. I'm human. I'm like you. I want you to relate to me. I'm fun. Ha ha ha. ha. And I think that's sort of the art of seduction and the art of trying to get it. Well, it's the art of sales too. Sometimes you know. Uh, trying to get people over to that side. I th- so I don't know if that was ever planned, But I think part of that is like you never really hate Billy Zane in the entire movie. you You, you don't ever pull for him necessarily, but you're ready for his next scene to see what happens because he's gonna make you kind of giggle. He's gonna make you not hate his character, but still hate his character if that makes sense. So I like the f- I, I like how they did that because I think there's a there's a meaning behind it, and underneath it, that was totally lost on a lot of people until I just was thinking about it the other day it's like you know really that's kind of that's kind of the role you want this kind of hey I can relate to you I'm cool demon I'm not really a bad demon you know hey come with me I can take you to Paris Jarlene you know and uh, the whole time you're watching you're like yeah Jarlene you know he said don't do it but I mean he's cute (laughs) yeah, you know or whatever
1: (laughs) let it be known Jared just said Billy Zane is cute (laughs) On the record! He's
2: he's gorgeous. I I admit it. I don't care. He's a a handsome fellow.
1: His voice is is almost hypnotic in some of those scenes. I'd listen to him read a dictionary.
0: It's a testament to Billy Zane that you can go from literally punching through someone's head to still seducing these people (laughs) that watched you punch through said guy's head. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and in the middle of that, throwing a you stupid ho dung, ho dung, well, them yes! there
0: motherfuckers. Yes! <laughs> this, this, humans, you're not worth the flesh you're printed on. Fuck this cowboy shit. You fucking ho dung, ho well, them there motherfuckers. All you had to do was give me the goddamn key, then we could get on with our lives. I love, I've watched that scene so <laughs> many times. I just, as soon as it happened, I'm like, oh my god. I forgot this existed. Replay, <laughs> replay.
2: <laughs> there, well, there's and and there's and, and that one's good. And but there's several others when he like pops up with the lady's arm with her arm on a platter, and she sticks his arm. And he's like, is that a yes? No. It's me giving you the finger, asshole. And he's just nonchalantly, I'll get back to you. <laughs> uh, when, when, well, he, like, when he tries to go there's... through the thing and it stops him the first
1: time, he's like, come on, breaker, give me the key. <laughs> like, yeah. Lines. Yeah. There's just so much stuff. Like, I don't know. It almost seems the way he delivers it. It almost seems ad libbed. A lot of yes. it. Like, you know, the part where he even gets shot in the eye with an arrow and he's like, all right, now or time not. to show, or not. <laughs> I mean, it's just there's so many little one line, you know, just two, three word lines that he he says after something happens. It's just, you know, it it helps the delivery of everything. And it just makes it so much more enjoyable to watch this movie.
0: All right. I know what you're thinking. You give up your soul. You turn into a demon. You look like shit. Where's the payoff, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Makes you feel
1: good do
2: it. <laughs> Makes you feel uh, good
0: do it. Gosh, yes. No, he, he is by far the best. Like, he's so good in this movie.
2: <laughs> he definitely stole the movie. Like, I think the, if you were going to give the main actor to someone, and I'll get into this earlier with some notes that I made, it's probably Bill's character, Bill Sadler's character as Breaker. Uh, which is not spelled like you think it is. But no. Billy Zane kind of stole the show inadvertently. Like they wanted his character to be his character, but he did such a good job where like the first thing you think about when you think about this movie is not Breaker. You think about Billy Zane's character as the demon, as the collector.
1: Yeah, I did make a note, however, that, you know, William Sadler is a very versatile actor. If you just watch a lot of his stuff, even some of his uh, Tales from the Crypt stuff, where he's the mummy.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that was one of the trivia notes, is that he's actually, you know, he was in the pilot episode of Tales from the Crypt as the executioner.
1: You know, I mean, he's done, like, you know, even to his, his role of death and just you know, in the Bill and Ted movies. I mean, it's, he is I such always a versatile forget actor. Death. I always forget, <laughs> you know, such a versatile actor that like actually seeing him like without some kind of makeup on or doing something silly is just, I mean, makes his character even more enjoyable to watch. Well,
2: I mean, okay. And we'll even, I'll even take it a step further than that. The green mile. He's,
1: oh yeah.
2: He's, he's one of the grieving yep. dads of one of the murdered children in the green mile, you know? And he's also um, um, I'm, 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 he's in Shawshank that Redemption. Uh, like he's in
0: Shawshank Redemption it's, it's, too. Yeah. it's wild how much he's in. And like he's uh, still he's also he's
2: <laughs> yeah he's also I mean a small part. I don't remember too much of it. But Schindler's List. He's in Schindler's List too as a German soldier. You know this this guy's all over the place and can do it all. I mean Bill Sadler is great at what he does. And by the way, not to not to be outdone, Die Hard. To die harder Uh as uh, Colonel Stewart, of course.
1: Yeah, he doesn't Uh, have a whole lot of like leading parts, so that's what's good about this movie. But like the parts, like that, he's not just kind of like a bit actor, like uh, something like that. He he really does, like, probably better than anybody in Hollywood, but has not got the recognition for it. So, all
2: right, next note this is where we get into movie stuff and continuity kind of things that may or may not make sense but we understand why they did it so they can make the movie longer but there are several things that I'd like to point out number 1 so after they find the cat and they find out that the cat is coming through the mines which curiously has an opening in the basement they all run down there and they make a dis- they they have a discussion whether or not they should go into the mines or not and uh, th- this is the best way for escape etc cetera, etc cetera. so Breaker was like, no, we just have to survive the night. We just need to stay in the house. Now, ultimately, the demons ended up taking the house. But I often wonder here if Breaker would have just stayed put when the rest of them said were going. <laughs> they could have took off in the mines and he could have said the hell with them. <laughs> now, I, but I don't know being that if he's the like the last one, would they still come for him because he's got the key and just turn the rest of them into zombies? But, I mean, think about it, though. Strategically, if he's in the house by himself and he's already sealed everything off, all he's got to do is wait for the sun to come up. <laughs> so I th- I think the issue that they, they manufactured
0: in there is that part of the prophecy or whatever is once the stars on his hand became that circle, he has to survive the night with seven others, uh, and then he is going to die but has to pass of seven off. Yeah.
1: So pass. that was kind of one of my, one of my uh, questions with it is – Okay, so there are seven stars on your hand. They start off in kind of a, a group formation, like in the middle of the palm. But then, ever so often, one will move out, one will move out, one will move out. What causes them to move out? It never really explains. Yeah, it doesn't go Like, too when too he's dying, either. it's just like, when one moves, you'll know what it means, or something like that. And it's like, thanks. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for a non-explanation of that. Yeah. It's yeah. like, at the end of the movie, when, you show, when it shows her hand, like, one of them has already moved, so... What the hell does that mean? That's why I I I don't know. It it irritates me. That part irritates me. It's
0: gone more into that. Yeah, it's arbitrary, but I think I think the end game is like you're just kind of keeping an outlook on it because eventually, once these all do pop off, you've now hit. It's almost like a Manifest Destiny a type clock. thing. Yeah, like, you're, you're, yeah, a like you are a are like Is it like every path?
1: battle with the Collector is one star and I don't you only even, get seven I, don't even, battles I, originally, with the collector. I
2: originally thought that, but I think, I don't think it, it is. After what Kak said, I think it's more like a clock now. It's like, so the but first see, he one was moved a, out of – go ahead.
1: I was gonna say, if it's a clock, then like, you know, how was you know Williams, uh, your Breaker's character alive when he fought in World War One? So not like
0: a. Okay. So I don't think it's like a, a definitive clock. It's literally like, okay, you've now been selected as the Demon Knight, and regardless of what all you do and how long it takes you to get to this next point, this is a day that's set aside where you're going to be in the perfect storm. The Collector will okay. be there, and seven people will be there and you will fulfill your role at that point in time.
2: The Collector is always chasing you, and so you may not make it to that seventh star when that seventh star aligns, but it's kind of like when that seventh star does align, that's when all hell breaks loose and we're we're coming for the big guns. Because otherwise, why would the Collector have been there ready to get on the bus the next morning? You know, he could have taken her out right then, and then the stars align in darkness and blah, blah, blah. So I think that's – I thought of it was more of like each of them was a battle when you pass, but why I'm choosing against that now and like more of like a clock or a timer kind of thing is, you know, after she was the collector, the first one moved into, moved into its spot, that's like it's, it started with the clock, you know, and each time one of them aligns is not necessarily a point – that something has to happen so much is a point that it is closer to the end point where, like Cax says, you have to go find seven people, hunker down in the hotel, and, you know, kill all the demons.
0: And unfortunately, here's the cop-out, right? It's a machination of God's will. It just is what it is. Like, (laughs) like, I don't know what more explanation you want from that. They're the good guys. It's unfortunate, you know, that these good guys have to go through the trials and tribulations. That, you know, that's what makes the story of the hero worth telling. That's Um, another
2: interesting point, too, though. So.
0: But I wish we would have got two more movies based on just this plot line of The Collector and Demon Knights. To one, expand on the lore, but two, it's it's the more interesting story than the other two shit birds they, they popped out.
1: Yeah, you know, and I'm 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 looking up you know, just seeing if Google has something on it or whatever and some fan website thing or something like that says like when they all align, um, the demon knight will battle with seven individuals. Yeah, I, I just and don't think you'll
0: ever know when it is. For but one
1: it... full night, but it almost seems like, like you know, every battle you'll have a battle with the collector or run in with the collector because at the first of it doesn't like um, breakers. They're not all aligned in the first of it.
2: No, after the car crash, his his final one aligns. Okay, I just so... think, I just
0: think you're destined to be in a situation where eventually you'll meet these seven people. By God's will, and then that's when it pops out. So you never know. You're just kind of spending your time trying to avoid the Collector until that point hits. Because then you know, if I don't pass this on, this ends, the key goes to the demons, and darkness reigns.
2: And Breaker even kind kind of substantiates that with saying, I don't know what it'll be, but when the stars align, you'll fight. I don't know how long it'll be. Could be a lifetime. Could be several lifetimes. Yeah. So um you know but I and speaking of spin-offs and I'll get to more of this here in a second. Well actually you know what let's let's go ahead and do that now. Um let me find my note here. Okay, so da, what da. I said was so I can mark my note off. What I said was NBC could totally revamp this with a sequel with Jada Pinkett and then other collector which is fine, but like we're talking about, this could be an entire series. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really could. And it's not just about Jada Pinkett going forward, but you could make it as far as, you know, Bill Sadler from World War I to then, or even back further than that, because they only really tell you about four collectors. Apparently there's another one they didn't mention, but so um, you have the was Yeah, the CERAC was- yeah, the, the is the first one. And then you have Jada Pinkett, and then you have Bill Sadler. So is, there's a fourth one somewhere that's mentioned, um, or not collector, but a uh, Demon Knight. A so character.
0: so it was it was the uh, it was Bill Sadler's uh, yeah, lieutenant or, or yeah whatever commanding officer. Oh or, yeah 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 it yeah. on yeah. him.
2: Yes. Okay. I don't know why. So that's I didn't, one of them. Think about that. Since he was right there with him, and he filled the blood thing back but, up. I but, mean, you know, whatever. But it shows <laughs> it
0: shows you right that like. The time could be any time for these collectors like he he was just holding on to the damn key in a war in a world war and, yeah. it's like, and, and God was like, all right it's time <laughs> get get ready all right get ready
1: you know that's so one of those things thing you down. know. I- you know, there's there's a lot, obviously a lot of of uh, the demon knights throughout the ages, or whatever, you know, that they don't even touch on. But even the collectors, like, how many collectors are there?
2: Well, so just so at the, at the very beginning, you know, it de- or when Breakers telling the story, God scattered. There were seven total keys. Yeah. And the demons had six. So I mean, you have the potential to do stories across the universe with these six other keys we could get firefly involved in this
1: fellas (laughs) i would actually like to see a series and you don't even have to have jada pinkett smith in it as far as anything more than maybe like a flashback scene here or there but like have a new demon knight and have a new collector you know and like
2: and that's the other thing they could totally revamp it just based off the story that they've got here oh yeah i I would be totally down for a series rather than and a like movie. I said, well, point.
1: that's what I said. A series, you know. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to – you know, you don't put Jada Pinkett Smith in it. Maybe have her do a couple cameos, like, for flashbacks or something like that from time to time. But, like, a new collector, a new demon knight, and the series goes on, like, you know, you have ten episodes, all of it based on that one night or something. You know, and give it some more backstory where you're going to have backflashes and, you know, just everything that really kind of explains, you know, the stars and <laughs> the other demon knights and how they remember, how they get the, you know, use the memories of the other demon knights. Who, who owns the IP for this and
0: why the hell haven't they already submitted this for a streaming option? <laughs> Netflix throws money at every idea. Amazon Prime will, you know. Also try to be in there, but they're not throwing money at everything. Uh, and then there's like 25 other streaming services. How is this not a thing already?
2: Maybe we should do it. Maybe we're the ones.
0: Yeah, let's submit. Let's write a screen. Let's write our screenplay for this. Oh, oh I'll do it. I would do it too, because I really do want to see a series of this. But I would yeah. I would be the scumbag that would that would be like, all right, listen. What we're going to do, though, for the first season is... I would be one of those assholes for like the first like say it was a say it was like a 10 episode first season on the streamer. Uh, probably the first five episodes would just be a retelling and recasting of this <laughs> movie. So that way I can bring in my own breaker and create my own Geraldine and then go from there. Nothing against. But you anything. have
1: to cast Billy Zane, though. Oh, my God. Billy I, wouldn't, I would I would I would never do point. this
0: without Billy Zane. If for nothing else, just to have a chance to meet Billy Zane. Like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> yeah. This was all this an elaborate plot to meet Billy Zane. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's here's another note that I've got. Um, and so, something like this. It's just me being a watcher of things that bugs me. It's one of those movie note things. So Breaker seals the entrance to the mine shaft before they head into the mine shaft. And then, while gallivanting around the mine shaft, they find Danny, the poor little orphan boy. You don't know his parents are demons at that point. Anyways, they find him and they find all the other demons and they're like, run! So they all run back to the hotel. They get back across the seal in the hotel. And then, of course, Thomas Hayden Church is like, Homer, here's for five years or many ways, you son of a bitch, and shoots the demon in the eyes, which breaks the seal somehow. And uh, which they never explained either Um, to that point where they're like, run again. And they all run upstairs. Breaker reseals the floor right after that, though. Breaker goes up and puts the key on Danny to make sure he's not a demon. But they all ran through the seal already downstairs before Roach blew it up. It was an intense moment. And this is, I actually wrote this. It was an intense moment. Maybe he forgot. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, um, you know, maybe it may be something with like, uh, you know, you don't know you're possessed at the time and then it hasn't come out yet or something like that. Maybe the key actually um, could be, yeah. Could be something like that. I was thinking of that myself because I was like, wait a minute. Uh But I also thought, you know what? Irene just had her arm ripped off mm-hmm. and she lost a lot of blood, mm-hmm. but yet somehow she's she manages it to make it down the stairs into the cellar through the mines, <laughs> back out the mines, back out the cellar, back up the stairs all while she has lost an arm, a shit ton of blood and she's drunk on vodka. <laughs> yeah.
0: CCH pounder. Ain't no one to mess with. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, did you know they gave her, she had to wear a fat suit so that way when she did get her arm ripped off, because she would still be living for a considerable amount of time after that point, uh, they didn't want, they did, like, they just wanted to make it get easier to conceal the arm. So they're like, we're going to make you fat. Uh, and then when we rip off your arm, you can just have your arm in a sling and it won't be noticeable. Clever.
2: Clever. 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 Uh, All
0: right. So, I, 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 so right quick. The Thomas Hayden Church thing, uh, and then the eyes bursting and the, the, the eyes bursting and the crap shooting out of it is such an arbitrary and, like, random effect that happens throughout the course of killing demons in this, and it only seems to, like, come into play negatively when it's convenient for a plot device, and when Thomas Hayden Church does it, I think it's supposed to have blown out a different sealed-up wall, uh, that creates a new opening to the mineshaft, so... It's a new threshold, so that threshold wasn't already blocked by the blood.
1: And blah blah, blah blah blah. I agree. I was actually, I was gonna say something on that too. Is you know, it knocks out pretty much that entire wall. Yeah. You know, it was a smaller opening. Now it's a bigger opening. So
0: it's just how it becomes like. It's almost offensive at times. It's like, all right, you're gonna kill me, but I'm taking you too. <laughs> like that's what happened to poor Wally right off of the beginning. Uh, but there's other times where you know eyes get busted and the, it doesn't necessarily shoot that aggressively, out
2: <laughs> or at all, or at all. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like um, the eyes thing is one of the only things about this movie that I would that I didn't really like, and I would have redone. But at the same time, I go, "What else she gonna do?" You know? It's like, well. We got to figure out a way to destroy these demons somehow. If we shoot them with regular bullets in the heart, they're demons. It's not going to hurt them. What should we do? Shoot them in the eyes. It frees their tortured souls. And then somebody went, "All right." So it's I don't actually, hate
1: it. I mean they've they've used that on other other sure sure yeah the eyes, like
2: that. the eyes have always been a way to destroy a thing unless you're a unless you're a, a putty guy with a big Z on your chest. Then I don't know how to kill them. Mm. By the way, tonight's segment brought to you by Cheetos. So, uh, a television That's s- what I've been munching
0: on. A television series <laughs> called Brimstone actually loved the idea of killing demons by breaking up their eyeballs that they used it as a plot device in their show. They straight up All lifted right. it from this. I've never like saw Brimstone, almost...
1: but sure. You know, I mean, it, it almost seems like it doesn't need to be like one of those things where it shoots the lasers out like so forcefully that yeah. right. you're going like, to get shot against the wall and, and you know, knocked nice, unconscious.
2: How about just a nice small poof? <laughs>
1: yeah, just like a, a beam of light or something like that. And Why then not they just like fall the clowns over.
0: where they just start shaking and spinning? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got one – well, I got one more note, and then I, but I want to read the, um, the article that I got from the Nerdist because I was kind of going back and forth about this about Jada Pinkett's characters how she's really kind of the main character and it really kind of sets her up as the main character in the beginning when she has that interaction with Breaker where they kind of meet eyes and you kind of know hey she's she's the one and he even says he's bleeding to death but he says Mm -hmm. I knew you were the one that could have been because she was the only one left for all we know it could have been Cordelia God bless Cordelia Anyways, so The Nerdist, and this was from last year. This is a 2020 article um, by Tia Gooden from The Nerdist. And I like The Nerdist because uh, they're honest. But um, so what she said about this, and this is sort of about um, Jada Pinkett's character, but just the movie in general, too. In the horror movie world, she's the type of character who typically is expendable. So the real leading person in this case, in this case, Frank Breaker could defeat evil and triumph. Most Geraldine-esque characters are there for witty quips, eye candy, and to sacrifice themselves for others. But Geraldine soared past horror movie tropes and persistent stereotypes to quickly establish herself as a vital part of the narrative. And I agree with that. In fact, this enigmatic enigmatic and brave character on several defining and sometimes hilarious scenes that makes this film an underrated gem and I absolutely and 100% agree with that had it not been for her character and her selling her character and by the way the whole let's see uh could defeat blah, 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 quitty whips eye candy and just often sacrifice themselves for other. she did all three of those things in this movie by the way so in where she's kind of all covered in blood in her underwear okay so eye candy because let's face it she's kind of cute so <laughs> yeah, right yeah I mean yeah right right um right good uh, let's see where uh, witty quips witty she's a smart ass throughout the entire movie witty quips come back so she did that too and to sacrifice themselves for <coughs> others so she sacrificed herself which she didn't die but there's 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 moments where she puts herself kind of before others <coughs> where where he tries to seduce her and out of all the people well, next to, um, you know, next to the severed arm, you know, <clears throat> but he, he rejects or she rejects that proposal kind of thing. So <clears throat> I think that's a good, interesting take on thing. And by the way, in, two, in like 1995, like we're talking, I mean, let's be real here. And again, this isn't to be some politically kind of charged statement, but you didn't have a whole lot of African-American actors having kind of a lead role in movies like this. You just didn't do it. It was just, you know, look. Any Friday the Thirteenth, or any Nightmare on Elm Street, or any slasher horror film, if there was a black guy in that movie, they getting killed. You know, it just you didn't have this. So, it, <clears throat> in many ways, this is kind of it, 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 it undergroundly because the movie did It did well, but it didn't do. I would consider it a cult classic now, but like there's still there. I, I I guarantee you, there's a bunch of people that don't even know this thing existed. You know, and to be what it was is just uh, it's it's an underrated iconic movie you know it just it just is because of everything that it did the whole like i said glass ceiling female african american thing right there breaking through on top of the battle versus good versus you know good versus evil on top of the good story on top of the plot on top of the all these actors that you know some of them have been in the show business for a long time. Some of them had done a couple feature things, but none of them had ever taken off. There's just like, I don't know. Is, is, is there a better movie out there? Is there really? So, I mean, really. So
0: to even further reinforce that take, the studio wanted Cameron Diaz for Correct. the role of Jerry. Lynn. Yes. Uh, and, uh, the director, Ernest Dickerson, who was a longtime. uh, collaborator uh, on cinematography with Spike Lee, who, you know, he's African-American as well, uh, was like, was like, no, listen, I, I, I have like, I know this lit Let's, let's use Jay to pink it. And I guess the studio like, all right, if you say so. And so, uh, yeah, no, I think he, I think he was able to effectively do what he wanted to do. And Ernest Dickerson, while his directing for movies may not be a, a laundry list of things, his cinematography, uh, is, is, <laughs> overwhelming for things he's done outside of just spike lee he was eddie murphy's raw cinema cinema photographer so there you go uh that red leather suit um and then uh he has done a lot of directing work for television um so he you know he you know he got it right i love
2: it i love this work i love i love this work well you know and and that's the thing too where you think about you think about things like this as far as um and i kind of elaborated on this last week is movie lovers who are just watching movies you don't think about certain things whether it's the um, quality things or whether it's you, you don't you don't think about that cuz you're a movie lover you you want the storyline but when when there are people like us who dissect them and take them apart you really kind of Feel the script more you feel the storyline more and you and you see what they're doing more and to me now not when i was 13 when i watched this for the third well for the 95 fifth grade <laughs> okay so <laughs> hang on let me one, two, three, 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 two, three, what 13, 12, 11 years old did i watch this at 11 years anyways anyways um but you don't think about all that stuff because you're just trying to be entertained. And I think a lot of people just want to be entertained; they don't care about certain things being in the movie, whether you know a certain. Um, how can I say this? Um, from a from an equality standpoint, a lot of moviegoers I don't think care about the equality things in the movie. They're just there to be entertained. Yeah. But for the people there who are who who kind of hope to see kind of. St- What movie? I mean, other than Danzel Washington, he'd been doing it for a while and he's fantastic, by the way. I love Danzel. But like, this really kind of set the mold is kind of like, here's the first African American star, I mean, to really kind of take center stage. And because it was a horror movie, though, it just slid under the pillow. No, and that no. Well, because I, argued, crypt, the I don't think anyone argues. I don't think any. No. I don't think anyone can argue though that Jada has done very well. <laughs> hey, and if you liked, if you liked Ernest Dickerson's
0: take on horror, he also did another horror movie called Bones, uh, starring Snoop, Dogg, Snoop Dogg. Dogg, which is an interesting movie. Has some really cool
1: effects.
2: It's, has it's, some really cool yeah. effects. The The, I the,
1: mean, the well
0: like, like the like the, they
2: didn't spend twelve million on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, like the City of the damn thing, where like. It's like the people are like just like covered in like black tar that are reaching. Out. The different movie. Let's yeah.
2: let's we'll stick to tales from the crypt. Uh, Demon Knight. <laughs> let's not do bones for next week, by the way. No, no I don't want to do bones. For I'm going to go week. ahead and go no, ahead and do go bones ahead next and, and veto that.
1: So, Jared, were you done with your notes?
2: I've got one more, but it's more of a my classic take uh, or my take on the whole movie as a whole, which I've kind of said a couple times. Um, yeah. I can get that out of the way, and we can discuss, or you guys can go, and then I can.
1: Well, I just have a couple I more. Eat in a few
2: minutes, so. I
1: have a couple more that are just kind of like, you know, when the collector throws Geraldine into the tub and washes all the blood off of her, um her shirt and underwear are completely white after.
2: Not even stained, not even not stained. Not even what stained. It, Effective shower. <laughs> Very. I think that's a purity thing. I think that's I think that was a uh, I think that was intentional as a sort of <clears throat> I need you to be pure. So, maybe he had magic powers that like washed all the blood out and had some Clorox and stuff.
1: (laughs) Maybe he gave her new, new clothes. (laughs) Um, Because her socks too, her socks were also (laughs) spotless. Um, So, to kill the collector, you just spit the blood in his face. That's it.
0: I mean,
1: going back to the shower.
0: It always bothered me how bad she was screaming during that she was just getting she was just getting washed with with tap water,
1: yeah, but it could have been really hot or really cold. We don't True. know,
0: but she True. was screaming like someone was murdering her
1: <laughs> have I- you ever have you ever planned on taking a hot shower and it comes out ice cold?
0: I mean, I guess, I guess. I've taken some real rough showers and some real shady shitholes, and, like, I guess I haven't sounded like I was being murdered. Well, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you spit on him. You spit on him. Not entirely.
1: So, I mean, so so there you go. You know, that that really kind of sums up, like, every time that she comes face-to-face with the Collector, all she literally has to do is take a mouthful of blood and spit on it, and it kills him. Well. At this point.
0: Temporarily, right? Because he came back pretty dang quick. Uh well,
1: no, Billy Zane's
0: no, collector I mean, didn't come back. Well, the next collector, like, I.
1: Th- yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, are the collectors just a new demon, or is it just a different iteration? Is it a doctor? Is is the collector a Doctor Who? Is he a Whoian? Like, is he just does he just,
2: I just about to say that?
1: I was. I mean, I said it was like there's so many demons. Yeah. So there's going to be like a lot of collectors out there that are trying to. Oh, well, you failed, so we're going to send the next collector.
2: Yeah, it's like the. You uh, know? what's that one movie with Matt Damon in it where they can like. Like jump through, they they go to the Statue of Liberty and they open a door and they fly through time.
1: You know what I'm talking about? Anyone? <laughs> Is that the one where they're? Uh, I know which one you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it. and It's not important. It's got Matt Damon in it. So, um.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ooh, shots fired, Matt Damon. <laughs> so I, I so, Matt Damon, if hey, you're watching tonight, hey, don't give a shit about your work.
1: He's no Billy Zane. That's He's all no I'm Billy saying. Zane. He's no Billy
0: Zane. So, to go to TJ's point, and Bill, like, the collector even makes a point earlier. It's like that eye stuff doesn't work on, like, that, that eye stuff just works lower on the lower level, level, level demons. demons. Yeah. But for a higher demon, you spit blood on us. <laughs> We're done. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you can still hit me in the eyes, but you got to spit it on me. Some weird, kinky shit that I'm not. I mean, I don't so, remember.
1: like, can you, like, take a hollow point bullet and then put some of the blood <laughs> in it and then just shoot the shoot the demon and then, like,. Some of these because demon knights gonna... just fixated on the
0: survival aspect when they should have been hunters.
1: No shit. We need to review season 2. Season 2, the bit. the demon knights pray at night.
2: All right. Last okay. thing.
1: Well, I want to I want to I want to finish my last <laughs> thing first. Um what happens to the cat? <laughs> She didn't take it with her, did she? It's no, the, the cat's gone. It's the true. Oh, by the way, it's the true
2: chosen one. The cat should have got the blood. Oh, I have seen things where somebody has said that the cat, because when Breaker tried to put the key on the cat, the cat ran away. The cat was some sort of demonic representation boo, like that, take, that was boo. trying to lead. I don't like it either, but I just I, I, it's a cat. I mean, it's a cat. Are they predictable? No. If you're trying to touch a cat, yeah. So <clears> why did the I only thing I can them.
1: think of is
2: why did you make one, of those, one
1: cold cold of those suitcases when she was getting one of those cases like she was I carrying when cat. she was. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of because one of them looked like it could have been a pet carrier, like a wooden pet carrier, I guess, or something. You can't really see like if it is. But that's the only thing I can think of. Just, Otherwise that cat she just abandoned. I'm just there just like, "You know a what cat? cat? You didn't help me is. while I was fighting for the sake of the world. So I'm just going to leave your ass here in this exploded mansion or church or motel or whatever it was." The the the, only
0: thing the, I al- I the alternate ending that. is the cat wearing a uh, a cowboy hat and whistling, <laughs> whistling the tales from the crypt at the end. The cat's <laughs> the new collector.
1: Hold no,
2: on, hold on. well then there. <laughs> I'm a or, ca- I'm a cat now motherfuckers. <laughs> so uh, to to TJ's point though really quick I just want to say <laughs> do you ever really abandon a cat?
1: <laughs> no. Well, I mean
2: yeah. I mean the cat the cat found as, you in the first place like <laughs> as a cat as a cat owner I can say no. You left the cat. You, never really you didn't really abandon the, the cat. The cat
1: just kind of does what it wants to. And yeah. If the, something happens, it's like you're like, your well, gone. All right, let's go do something else.
2: <laughs> Mr. Cagle, sorry, sorry, you didn't have your cat in the yard. It's a cat. Well, she got run over by a truck. <laughs> she shouldn't have been out there. Oh, y'all are fighting demons. <laughs> she knew demons. what she was doing. Y'all are fighting <laughs> demons. I'm going to go
0: lick my balls in the tree right quick. Y'all have fun.
2: <laughs> What's that? I can't pee there. It's not soft enough. But look at this leather couch. ready to sharpen my freaking claws on.
1: All right, enough about cats. <laughs> what was your last point?
2: It was all about cats, TJ. <laughs> it was all about cats. Damn it. <laughs> okay, so last point overall synopsis kind of, I think this movie was amazing because it was entertaining and inspiring at the same time. Horror and comedy with a good story and honestly, very good acting from very good actors. It's the perfect movie, really. And I said this, I said it before. The plot is strong. The story story is strong, there's not a dull moment in the movie. There's never a moment in this movie where you're bored. There's moments in the movie where you're like, what's going on? I have to know more. But you're never bored. I maintain Tales from the Crypt did it. This is the perfect movie. Write it down on a napkin and I'll sign my name to it. Yeah.
0: Take yeah. that, assholes that didn't think this was. Rotten right, yeah. to tomatoes. tomatoes.
2: Take that, Christopher Nolan. And Rotten Tomatoes. Dark Knight. <laughs> All right. Jim Rome style terror Oh wait, no, I don't want to do that because I want to write down what movie we're going to do next week on this. And I made a note before the show. It's on here somewhere. It says write down next week's movie. Yeah. So I don't have to waste another sheet of paper. Well, what I'll put is it on the next back though where there are no notes? What is next week's movie, boys? We'll talk about that in just a second. Do we have any final thoughts before I go pee and smoke a cigarette? I mean, no.
0: TJ, any final thoughts?
1: Um, no, it's just, you know, wish we could have this Billy Zane from this movie and every other movie ever made. We we get Billy be...
2: Zane on next week?
1: I'm, I'm hoping at some point someone sees this, shows it to Billy Zane, and Billy Zane's like, I'm going to reach out to those guys. They really like me.
2: I'm going to see how much it costs <laughs> to get Billy Zane on our I, show next Friday. I wish Billy Zane would have been this Billy Zane in Titanic. <laughs> no, <I'm
1: kidding. laughs> Or this Billy Zane in the Back to the Future.
2: Was all you had to give him the key. Oh, Rose, you're gonna go be with those ho dunk
0: poor people in the fucking brig. Well, good. Like, have fun. <laughs> Sex them all because I'm about to rip open hell. <laughs>
1: this Billy Zane in the Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a superhero from hell. <laughs>
0: from hell. Here's demons, bitch. <laughs> Sorry, bad guy. Sorry. Did you lose your arm? Let me give you a hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I have to pee, too.
1: I'm uh, so just going to have to go to a commercial hey, break. DJ, we got we Because got this, I do, too. We, we got the did. BRB I, screen. I, I, listen,
2: no kidding. No kidding. We need, like, a two-minute thing that we can play. Right, Rage? Rage, you nerds? Yeah. Audience out there? Yeah. All six of you? Well, here we go. Four of you? Well, unfortunately, right now, you're getting <laughs> missed.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I have favorite movies, but this is one that I will watch yeah. multiple times if given the opportunity, because it does it does have a, a just a, a cute little quirkiness to it. Uh, and Billy Zane. It has, you know, Billy Zane, and Billy Zane's amazing. Uh, with Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. And we will be back next Friday to talk Masters of the Universe and all the other assortment of nerd stuff. Honestly, I probably want to... I would love to talk about just the real Ghostbusters episode that's dropping uh, tomorrow because I am about real Ghostbusters. Put it on the list. Okay, we so, got time. So we'll do it. We'll do it. All right. So see you boys next week. See you out there in listener land. Uh, if you're currently watching this live and you're on our YouTube or Twitch, if you enjoyed this, give us a give us a like, a subscribe, a follow. We appreciate it. If you're listening to this after the fact, Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscription, you know, hey, join in on this. If you, if you love our takes, let us know. If you hate our takes, uh, that's hurtful, keep it to yourself, but I guess you can let us know. Uh, and I will then ridicule you. I will, I will not take kindly criticism, and I will ridicule you on stream, so at least you have something to look forward to if you do leave us a shitty comment. Yeah! But that, you know, just because you don't like it doesn't mean you shouldn't follow to see what we do next time. Maybe we're better. Maybe we're not. Yeah. Um
1: <laughs>
0: Goodbye. Dun, 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 dun 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 ta 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 ta